right, hello, thanks so much for being here today and for um, sitting together and supporting my sitting by showing up. Um, so today's talk has two parts. So that this first part, I am going to talk about my practice a little um, and then mostly about the notion of uh, having a practice. So, just waiting for an airplane here. My primary practice right now is point directly at the human mind, see its nature, become Buddha. And um, so what I mean by saying my practice is that, is that when I find that I am um, doing my meditation time, so the time that I've set aside to be on the cushion, um, and I find that I am not present, I come back with that intention, with that intention. Let's see what I can do to fulfill this um, command, this injunction. Sometimes I imagine Bodhidharma saying this to me. Point directly at the human mind. See its nature become Buddha. And this is a good practice for me because as I mentioned before, um, there is a doubt mass. And so um, another way of talking about what I mean by that is it's interesting. It's compelling to me. It works. I become present for some amount of time, right? Before the mind wanders again. So sometimes there are notions in um, Zen communities about um, beginner practices and more advanced practices. And if you're working on koans, you're super cool um, and this and that. And that is all um, delusion. <laughs> The, the point of having any practice at all is having something. And the best practices have that compelling quality to them or we're able to bring that mind that is interested. Something that is um, thumbtacking the mind to the present moment or that is... Um, giving us that quality of uh, pushing in, of being there, something that's keeping us there. Something that we're using to return with. So to back up a little bit, if we are um, setting aside time for meditation, so obviously we're all setting aside uh, Sunday time, um, and maybe other time during the week. And 
the um, the uh, bottom is touching the cushion or the chair, so to speak, for that amount of time, and we're sitting there. Um, good, good. Um, If we are sitting there with a clear intention to be present, which can in itself be a practice, which can in itself be a pres- be a practice, so as long as it's a, a clear intention, then we could say my practice is to be as completely present, to be to be completely present to be completely present. Or we can phrase it however we want to phrase it. Um, When there is that clear intention, um, you know, I won't say that nothing is happening practice-wise, no settling, um, but when there is that clear intention, it is more uh, effective. So it's interesting because we're implying this notion of intention, but it's different than, um, at least in my mind, hi, um, different than uh, goal. Hmm. Have you ever seen that bumper sticker? Uh, my my safety is my goal. Safety is my goal. It's not very inspiring to me. Um, you know, if safety is your goal, then uh oh, that means I better watch out because yeah, maybe you're not quite there yet. Um, So where was I going with this? Mm. When we have a clear and firm intention to be present, um, supported by, for for most of us, supported by um, no backup. When we have a clear and firm intention, which can take the form of, I'm going to return to such and such an object of meditation, my breath or sound. So we're picking one practice and returning the whole period. A meta practice. I'm going to return to the metaphrases. When we have a task for the mind to do, and are wholeheartedly focused on that task, and forget even the goal of that task or a sense that there might be a reason for picking up that task when we just pick up the task and do it. Mm -hmm. 
then we um, see the result of putting forth that effort. And we see the result of putting forth that effort. Mm. Namely, a nice spacious clarity in the mind. Mm. But sometimes we have to forget that. So that's not the practice, a nice spacious clarity in the mind. That's the result. So this is this is the distinction I'm trying to make between um, an intention and I've got a lot of airplane noise over here. I don't know how much that's coming through, so that's why some of the pauses. Okay. Yeah. An intention and um like having the kind of goal that's not super effective to pick up in practice. So when we have a, a um, goal, um, goals aren't bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> when we have this idea in the mind, like I want, I want a certain mind state to be the result, this kind of attachment to outcome then that idea impedes, I'm honing in on how that idea can impede the practice itself, can impede the practice itself, because then we're comparing inevitably this idea of what I want as a mind state to my current mind state. And then I've got all that static going. Hmm. Especially when there is a gap between the reality of my current mind state, i.e. it's busy, and the mind state I was hoping for. So I'm going to set that aside and again wholeheartedly focus that practice intention. So this is why there's a tradition um, in communities or individual relationships where people are coming to um, interview um, of often, not always, of first things sitting down and stating my practice is, my practice is. So this is um, just a reminder of an, the importance of having that, having that blank filled in in some way as I sit down on the cushion. And then at least one other thing I want to add here is when, when we're ready for that, when we're up for that, I mean, we can say this is real practice, real zazen, with this firm intention to be present. And sometimes there can be barriers to this kind of wholeheartedness. And so it is always, always okay to um, be present with our mind state and our um, clarity of intention wherever we're at. 
wherever we're at, whatever we have there. And if we're not at the place where we're comfortable um, picking a practice and sticking with it for at least that meditation period, if that clarity of intention um, isn't there, we can, um, in various ways, sow seeds for that intention's arising. Maybe we want to look and see if we can find it over time. Um, or, yeah, or maybe we want to encourage ourselves to find it right now. Hmm. This is some of, um, like when I imagine Bodhidharma's, because uh, he's a fierce kind of character, like pointing at me, like, do this, do this right now. You know, a fierce character, but one that I, you know, would want to impress. So I'd want to, uh, you know, follow his instructions if you were, like, actually paying attention to me and doing this, right? Um, so, you know, however we find it. Or um, uh, noticing barriers that might be there to actually picking up a practice. So some people uh, might be familiar with the mind that says, oh, um, some version of I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So then watching the mind can become, uh, what can I see about that? Or what can I notice about what's even there? What's even there? What, What is my mind state? What am I? bringing to the cushion if it's not a clear intention today and having um, a, a kindness around it and a spaciousness around it and uh, you know it doesn't help to be um, have a war inside and be all critical of you know who one is in any given moment right is what I have to say about um, really practice and dharma. And so I'm going to actually bow to close that portion. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to that. Okay, so now for something different here. Um, I'd also tonight, I'm going to do some uh, personal sharing um, just so I have a uh, special person on the dedication list who has been uh, dead now for this is the 49th day. And so I'll do what I sometimes do when the dates line up right on a 49th day and say especially too. So we won't do a whole memorial service to this person, but I want to at least show the photo of um, this um, friend. Let's see. See if I can do this here. So, okay, there's one picture. So um, the black guy, the guy on the right, this is Ramu Aki, who Can you see this? 
Okay, it's, it says it's paused. Why is it paused? Oh, people. Why? Can you see that? No. Okay, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Oh, I see. Maybe I see. You see that? Okay. Great. Oh, he's not the person on the right. He's the only person in that photo. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this is Ramu, who uh, I met on the... Not actually on the streets of San Francisco. Um, he was a street-based individual who was um, housed. It's not really an important distinction there. Um, but... Yeah, so he'd come to our programs at the Fools and actually was really a, a part of the leadership there. Um, so a poet and a writer and actually editor of the um, Fools Fables, which was our occasional zine, I guess. Um, and I was going to show the other picture, too, because I felt like you could really see the wisdom in his face, but I think you can see it here, too. Let's see if I can get the other one up. Okay. Well, that's just annoying, so. But um so you got to see Ramu a little bit there. And then now you'll have that little bit of connection. And um, I like sharing that because, um, because you folks are um, not just my Zen group, but friends and family, you know, in a way too, we get to see each other every week or most weeks. And many of us have met in person. And so um, I like, doing that sharing so that you know when I read that name, you know, just a little bit, a little bit personal there. Um, and so I'll just segue into my periodic reminder that if there's a special person um, in your life like that and you want to share like I did, so either you know, we have several options with memorials. We can have someone whose name's on the list and maybe we don't know who added them to the list or asked for them to be added and maybe, you know, we never know. Or maybe we do know something about the person. Um, I try to rotate people off with a little send-off if 49 days are close to there. Um, you know, and with this individual, I've chosen just to share a little bit, basically show his picture. The other thing we can do, um, like we did with Jonathan's or Zengyoku's father, is do, I think we did a whole memorial service. So we do the chanting that's just to that person, and we talk a little more about them. So, you know, that would be occasionally for someone who's really special, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
but it's not, you know, there's no science to it. It's kind of you look inside of yourself and see what kind of sharing you might like to do. And then, um, then it's nice for the group too, because then we have that, um, that kind of intimacy. We're sharing friends and grief and that sort of thing. So that was my little more about memorial service and about Ramu. So I'm going to bow again and turn my recording off.